Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Joy! I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. Joy and double joy. We talking about Twitter. Triple joy. Think of how stupid the average person is and then realize half of them are stupider than that. We love Pittsburgh, PA. We love Steeler Nation. We can't speculate and recollate. We love Pittsburgh, PA. All right, we love Pittsburgh, PA. Indeed. It's uh, what Jin's talking about, the conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation I'm Kyle Kreiss. Here with me always is Greg Benevent. Hello, and every time I have a different idea of what recollate might mean when you play that clip. You can't speculate and, or regulate, and this is a lot of both going on right now. <laughs> a lot of speculating, a lot of regulating. Is it uh, regulating or regulating? Rec- I don't know. I always thought you know? it was the regulating, but then again, I don't know. I, I've already thought about this far more than AB did. As a Yinzer, I think the schwa sound should be in play. I think it's <laughs> regulating. Is that schwa? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> We're here mm-hmm. every week to bring you the hot takes from Steelers social media and... Uh, and there's always some hot takes, even oh. even in an off season. And mm. and this, you know, to me, this might be the the off season. It might be my uh, 
Is that the the winter of our discontent? Is that is that is this a saying? Well, I think social media is always in its winter of discontent. There's no like summer of non discontent, but uh, but yeah, it, 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 unless the uh, the bad takes do not have an off season or even an off moment. Yeah, literally not an, even an off moment. And you know, I, I, every week I drill in your head that you you know you are I believe at least you are the person that you as 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 you tweet about. You That's one hundred percent right. Yes, is, is that makes it. You are the person that you are online. You wrote the thing online. That wasn't someone else. You did it. So you should take responsibility. It's you. Yes. And you know what? Well, what are the consequences of that? And and if you watched the Terry Bradshaw doc this week, you know, and, and a lot of Steeler fans didn't. Okay, all these so-called fans out there. I didn't see one person tweeting about the Bradshaw doc. But uh, it, you know, I think the, I think it's a must-watch for all fans to give you a little perspective about someone who is still wrestling with some of uh, some of the demons from 60 years ago mm. or how I guess not that quite that well, long. I, I was hoping it wasn't but yeah that sounded like a big number but you know you 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 tweet out there like there's no consequences to your actions but you know there there are and mm-hmm. I think the Bradshaw doc will teach a lot of you that if you if you you know dare say give it a watch uh you know, and maybe maybe you'll understand what we're talking about here when we're trying to teach you to be better fans online. I love our podcast because we open strong with "you people are bad and need to change." You That's people. what I love. Pe- That's what I love. <laughs> well, let me frame it like this: You can frame it however the hell you want to frame it. Oh, okay, Coach. Sorry. All right. Uh, the question is: How bad are our fans? Mm. I'll I'll post that question i hate okay. some of these articles that are always a question that they don't answer right but well this is one we'll answer okay. how bad are our fans okay let's get to the tweets mm. at pgh steelers now this is mm-hmm. from steelers now okay they have, they have the study from bookies.com the steelers owned the 10th most engaged female fans in 2021 uh-huh. which i mean the, how bad are our fans this sounds like a good thing the 10th okay. most engaged female fans in 2021 this these are the stats from bookies.com which okay. I've, to me it's like new york times wall street journal washington post bookies.com yes right? uh, democracy dies in darkness unless the bookies are there yeah <laughs> so bookies.com had the stats no you know no one else did i didn't see this on nate silver uh i didn't see this on uh on FanDuel or anything but bookies.com okay. i think is where all the bookies go <laughs> so they had the stats mm-hmm. Steelers are tied with the bucks at 10th place hmm. uh for most engaged female fans uh, this hmm. is of 2021 okay. 17% of the online discussion was from females which it, it's like oh news to me that's almost one out of five yeah i i would have thought i mean i would have hoped that would be higher but yeah i mean okay 10th out of what 32 does sound uh, uh better than uh, sounds better than not yeah and i mean if the, for all these steelers all these females on steelers twitter out there you know give us a follow because <laughs> I'm definitely definitely not having enough female uh, perspectives in my timeline. Mm, it's certainly. all for me. It's all comic book guy and Stan's dad from South Park. I think it's pretty much. Well, enough. I was going to say comic book guy, comic book guy, Steelers edition, comic yeah. book guy, uh, comedy edition. You know, just different shades of comic book guy. At, uh, so uh, you know, seventeen percent of Steelers discussion is from females. Okay, okay. that's that sounds pretty decent. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, they also found that. 27% of women post positive 
things about the team. Okay. 27% of, so one out of four women are posting positive things or one out of four posts are positive Mm -hmm. about the team. Now that ranks 27th out of 32. So we're in the bottom five or six Mm. teams there Mm. uh, when when it comes to being positive on social media. Okay. You know, and I thought, well, that's every, that's every team's fans, right? Everyone's Uh being negative on social media. But no, if you look at Cowboys females, they're 42% positive two out of five posts are positive out of cowboys female fans wow and the and same thing with the bills pretty much 41.8 percent. so two out of five posts from every bills female fan is positive wow now let's talk about the men because it gets even worse okay okay. i would have assumed it gets worse when it gets to the men only 20 percent of men Mm. are posting positive things about the team we Mm. rank 29th out of 32 teams. Wow. So that tells me we have, we've got the fourth worst fan base is when it comes to this team because we're overwhelmingly negative. Wow. I mean, it's it's one. I I did not need to read the stats to know that the <laughs> tweets were overwhelmingly negative. Two, I, I have a million questions about this, not the least of which is, you know, while I'm sure this is the most in-depth study of his kind, frankly, because I've never seen anything like this before, is that I, I really would have to know how we're defining a positive uh, tweet or mention versus another two. I mean, you said this is for the entire 2021 season. Yeah. And, okay. See that it's hard for me not to think like, okay, so much of this is, you know, how the team is doing versus expectations. Cause I'm looking at some of the other numbers you have here and it's like, okay, you know, the Cowboys females, which is just bizarre to say the Cowboys <laughs> females are number one and the Bills, Bills females are number two. Okay. Well, those are teams that despite, you know, that for the most part in the course of a season really did exceed expectations. I mean, it's, I would be curious to see what the Cowboys females and males and the Bills, Bills females and males said after say those playoff losses, particularly in the case of the former, cause that's as bad a playoff loss is you're going to see at home and um, like, yeah. And it's, it's, and again, I come back to, and if I just mentioned this, because my memory is an absolute disaster, is just how much of this is expect is versus the expectations they had for these teams. Because you have here the only ones that worked with worst males were the Seahawks, the Ravens, and the Texans, three teams that, you know, did not exceed expectations by any uh, uh, reasonable measure. Well, shouldn't we, if we, so if we were, we were went, went to the playoffs. We're the seventh mm-hmm. seed, so we're one of the fourteen best teams Certainly. in the NFL. Shouldn't that then? Shouldn't that correlate to a middle of the pack uh, positivity, negativity when it comes to social media? I, I, I would assume that. I would. Abs- I, I think you're absolutely right, and they should be more positive. I just can't shake the feeling. You know, as I was kind of just hit me. We were talking. I was talking about this last week about how you know it just after that first loss to the Bengals, so much of how people viewed the Steelers team was locked in, and no matter what else good happened throughout the season, people never really, as a whole, uh, changed their perception of that. And I imagine that's where so many of these numbers came about i mean it's you know whereas the bills i'm sure those bills females weren't uh tweeting too positively after that first loss but meanwhile after they ripped off the rest of those wins other than the one losing at jacksonville i imagine that changed quite a bit well and it's it's i mean that's there's probably a point there but you know it's not just the females look Mm -hmm. the best male fan bases we're talking about positive tweets and Mm -hmm. positive social media points the best Male fan bases are the Cowboys, 36.6% positive. Mm. The Bills, 35% positive. The Eagles, the Eagle, the Eagles 32.7%. Like, you're telling me that the Philly fans are more positive than Pittsburgh fans? That, that is that is bizarre. As someone that went to college in Philadelphia, I am struck absolutely by it. I'm 
so glad you included the numbers. The most positive male fan base is saying something positive. Not quite 37% of the time. That's that. That's your key number. Like, it's like if you had told me before seeing these stats, like, you know, Philadelphia fan, the male Philadelphia Eagles fans tweet something positive, not quite 33% of the time. I'd be like, well, of course, yeah, they're probably towards the end. No, they're towards the top. They're not at the bottom. That's so much higher than you thought. I mean, it's these stats absolutely buttress your point about how everyone is too negative, men and women. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, that's true. I mean, everyone is negative across the board. No one even touches fifty percent positive. No which, one gets close. Which is, you know, I mean, what are we, what are we rooting for then? If we can't, if we're, if no one's really being positive out there. But I mean, the bottom line for me is, mm-hmm. Steelers fans. Four out of five posts for men are negative. Three out of four from women are negative. All right, and I, I and just so if you're just going by the social media stats, we're looking at the fourth pissiest fan base <laughs> in the NFL. <laughs> you know, for a team that doesn't have losing seasons, for a team that makes the playoffs with with the worst statistical running game in franchise history Mm -hmm. uh you know like sure there's things to complain about but all we're doing is complaining i've asked i've reached out to bookies.com to (laughs) because i uh you know i I think that i want to be a client (laughs) i'm ready to start my own sports book but uh you know i i want to get more into this data because you know i'm not seeing this not seeing this everywhere else but it proves to me just how crappy of a fan base we are and that's everybody because you know unless you're uh our our fan of the year rick fish 412 um (laughs) no one's coming close to the to the you know even 40 percent positive threshold that would make you the biggest fan in the nfl i I would like to say very quickly i love the opening to our podcast but if you wanted to have someone come on and do like the law and order svu voiceover just for like four out of five posts for men and three out of four are negative from women. That would absolutely fit as to what we're doing here because that's why we have this podcast. This is, you found the fundamental reason for this podcast existing. I, it only took us a whole season. <laughs> and now what do we do about it? That's the question. There you go. All right, enough of a, enough of the, I'll get off the, the preacher pulpit here. <laughs> Let's get to more of the tweets here. It's 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 crystal ball season. And, uh, of course, no one has a bigger crystal ball than uh, than those looking at the quarterbacks. That's um, I think I think that's what Mike Tomlin says is uh, that crystal ball is we're always trying to get eight pounds in a five pound bag. This is an eight pound (laughs) crystal ball. And Mm -hmm. and we only have room for, you know, maybe one quarterback on the roster. So let's get Mm -hmm. to the QB tweets. Let's start with, well, this wasn't necessarily a tweet, but this was Bradshaw was on the Rich Eisen show Mm. and he says, I don't think they have the answer on the bench. Mason Rudolph, he had his chances. I didn't see much from him. Maybe he has to play a full season. They got to build something around him. So Bradshaw is not on the Mason bandwagon. No, I. I, I although the last sentence is interesting because it's a way of almost if it could be him talking himself into it, but it could also be a way to show that Mason could necessarily succeed. If you, I, I kind of, I mean, it's I, I've read from Bouchette and so many other times how people just it's so easy to compare Mason to Neil O'Donnell. I, I tend to think that might be, um, you know, selling Neil a bit short in terms <laughs> of a guy that could could really protect the football. Yeah, we don't we don't 
we we don't know. I mean, we saw Mace in the Duck year mm-hmm. in which he got benched that season. Right. Uh, he but then he came back because then Duck got benched. So you know, the man went through a lot in that season, though. I will say. I mean, not to be uh, uh, too big on Mace in here. He did go through a lot, and he looked good in that Jets game until he got killed. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and the Lions, and we've said this before. The Lions game he played this year, not a lot of. Uh, not a lot of preparation time, but he, you know, he didn't look much worse than Ben. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not, again, that's not saying too much uh, with this right. offense. But all right, well, you know, not a lot of Mason fans out there. <laughs> uh, everyone else wants to go somewhere else. Let's. How about at David Latour, the real Dave Latour? Okay. No doubt in my mind, the Steelers are trading their top pick for a quarterback next season. Uh, guess, guess here is it's about leverage, and a friend pointed out to me that means. Deshaun Watson. Uh, um, uh, I, is I, is is the is the real David Latore someone I should know? Is this like a media? Okay, because if this was like, oh, it's the real guy, and he's like has a voice somewhere, then I don't have to engage with this foolishness. But if it's just some dude who's like, no, it's just me, the real some dude. It, um, I don't know. I. I Every part of this makes less sense to me than the last. I'm not sure how trading their top pick for QB next season would necessarily make sense. I certainly don't know how that would lead to leverage, and I definitely don't know how that leads to Deshaun Watson. Well, I, I, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson is the most uh, interesting name that's that's bubbled up all of a sudden, you know, compared to the Jimmy G's or the... Uh, who else? Winston. Uh, yeah, Jameis Winston, uh, Mariota, Trubisky. I mean, it's, Deshaun Watson certainly seems the most dynamic out of that bunch. Yeah, but don't we have to settle all those cases or figure out what exactly is happening there? That seems like a bit of something hanging over his head. I mean, it's not like the Texans couldn't have used a quarterback in this past season. That Yeah, good mm-hmm. point. Uh, by the way, here, uh, David Latour, he was the... Uh, Press secretary to the Pennsylvania governor, so he is. Oh. he was. He was somebody. Oh, okay. So it, 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 I, I don't know. Now I'm even more confused. Like I said, every part about this guy makes less sense than the last. No, he's a press secretary to the governor. Okay. All right. So he wants Deshaun Watson, but you mm-hmm. know that's probably a, a odds are long on that. Mm-hmm. Um, how about at PFF Bet? Mm-hmm. If you don't go to bookies.com, <laughs> then you go to PFF Bet. Okay. They've uh, the odds have changed now. Jimmy G. Plus 300 to be the next QB of the Steelers. Uh, CBS says, even if they spend an early pick on quarterback, Garoppolo would make a logical stopgap. The most logical stopgap is Mason. I mean, that's <laughs> a, it, But the other part of it, and I didn't know this because I don't know much about Jimmy G, and maybe I'm off on this, but I saw a stat the other day saying that Jimmy G threw for 20 touchdowns and 12 interceptions with pretty solid 49ers team around him, a good team. And that, frankly, those sound like what Mason could do with a decent <laughs> team. 20 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Hey, that's fine, and that's a good season, but man, oh man, that's not like, wow, you better spend a lot of capital to go get this guy. Now, that sounds like a Thomas act season or something right 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 what what, what were you like yeah mike was really hanging in and being smart with the ball like yes um jimmy g also is going to require draft capital right you know he's not just a guy we can sign and and sure uh if we're just talking about straight up signing maybe jimmy g isn't isn't the most worst the most worst option Mm -hmm. but if you got to give him a second round pick as well um, you know, and CBS is saying, hey, still draft that quarterback in the first and then sign Jimmy G. So- yes, because CBS got this confused with the baseball draft where you have like 40 <laughs> rounds or something. How many quarterbacks? I mean, can, can, how many can play on the field at one time? I don't know. All right, let's move on to mm-hmm. at a Saunders mm. underscore PGH Alan Saunders. 
Mike Tomlin, Kevin Colbert, and Matt Canada hmm. had a lengthy talk with the parents of Malik Willis after day's practice. Willis's father said Colbert had introduced himself at the Liberty Bowl game, and Tomlin told Willis on the field after practice that he wanted to meet his family. So is this like you know when when uh, when you introduce your date to mom and dad for the first time? If, I mean, Canada and Colbert are talking to Willie's parents. Wow, I mean, it's it's you could shorten this entire tweet to Mike Tomlin, Kevin Colbert, and Matt Canada are polite. <laughs> but the other part, I mean, it's it's what's great about this. You're like, wow, can you imagine how many players they have not drafted over the years that they have done this for? How many times? How many families they've met? If you've seen someone play against the Steelers, that's probably even kind of good. I bet this kind of thing has happened, particularly if it's a position they were looking at at, at the draft. I mean, it's the Willis guy does intrigue me. I mean. Every Everything you read is like, this guy has all the talent in the world. And then he does something dumb. I'm like, all right, that seems like something that could coach up. I mean, if you, at these at these senior games or you know, these shrine bowls, whatever whatever mm-hmm. we're at here, east-west game. Sure. Uh, my, isn't Mike Tomlin maybe the biggest celebrity on the field at this point? Oh, yeah. And, it's, and if he's not the biggest celebrity, he is from all the visual clips you see, the guy that's probably the happiest to be there. Like, remember <laughs> last year when he did that with the with the Bears quarterback, that Fields guy? And it was like, oh, the Steelers are going to draft Fields. No, Tomlin was really having a good time coaching this guy up and having fun. So I think it's I think Tomlin greatly, unironically, genuinely enjoys doing this. And uh, I mean, the I, I remember when he was scouting Mace and the looks he had on the, right. on the field that day. Yeah, absolutely. Those same pictures. I remember that, too. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, they're going around and meeting everybody. I think everyone who's there, even some of the other uh, coaches probably want to have a chit chat with Tomlin at some point. Right. You know? So I, I, can, I, I guess you can't read too much into it that he's singling out uh, Malik Willis's family to say hi. And also, isn't this exactly how to, a big part of how the Steelers signed Joe Hayden? Wasn't this exact thing they talked about? Hayden talked about, oh, yeah, we talked all the time after the draft process, and Mike T was a realist coach, and this and this. I feel like that's come up in multiple times in them signing guys later, that this exact, you know, hey, yeah, because you're probably more inclined to talk to the guy that was nice with your family versus the guy's like, do you want to come here for millions of dollars? Like, (laughs) Colbert playing the long game. He knows he's on the way out, and he's like, we're going to, well, I'm Malik Willis for a second contract here in Pittsburgh. I like it. Um, one last thing on the QB crystal ballers. Oh, Let's go to at triggered wise, Tyler mm. wise. Uh, Sam Howell just hit a 15 yard out on the dot during routes versus air, right? Uh, oh, I can't even read some of these tweets. <laughs> 15 yard out on the doubt during routes right in front of the Steelers brass. Colbert's look over at Tomlin was emoji like. Wow. So, I mean, what is that the bug out? I, I picture Tom and Jerry with the bug out eyes. Well, what I, I like to think of, like there's a bunch of scouts with like binoculars watching the players, and then there's other people with their binoculars on just like watching Colbert, like not paying attention <laughs> to the players whatsoever, being like, oh, what's his face? Is that emoji? Like, oh my word! It, um, yeah, but that, I mean, that could be. Hey, wow, we got a, you know, this guy's our next franchise quarterback. It could also be like, oh yeah, I didn't think he could hit that pass, but you did. Huh? <laughs> the yeah, the, the people on Twitter who are posting pics of what Tomlin and Colbert are doing during right. the practice. I don't, I don't see any pictures of of Kenny Pickett out there, but I see Tomlin watching Pickett. I've all that's that's become that's become the uh, the show. The show is Tomlin and Col- Colbert out there. If you ever want to see exactly how much that matters, record yourself doing your own job. See how much your face changes and how it's impossible to read what you're thinking or feeling at a given time, depending on how close it is to lunch and so forth. 
All right. Well, the 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 real QB that was on everyone's minds <laughs> was Pittsburgh's own uh, Kenny Pickett. Let's get to. But there's one. You know, the one thing that everyone wanted to know about mm-hmm. was, of mm-hmm. course. Let's let's get to the tweets. We'll start with at Marcus Mosher. Kenny Pickett not getting his hand measured tells you a ton. He didn't measure his hands. Oh, man. He didn't get his hands measured. My God. I, I, I'm tempted to just leave right now. It, um, yeah, I, 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 this has been, in a way, this was so stupid, it was almost calming. Like, it felt like the negativity of the loss to the playoffs of the season ending had, like, dissipated finally, and you knew it did, because now we're debating about how bad it was that Kenny Pickett did not get his hands measured. I did read the thing about him being double-jointed, and as someone that's double-jointed and I'm double-jointed on my left thumb and I've broken it like four times so I I felt he I I hope they I hope they do draft him and he wins uh, several Super Bowls just off of that a uh, proud win for my people the double-jointed uh, 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 thumb folks okay. but but yeah it um I mean again I tend to think Pickett's going to be long gone by the time they pick so none of this is going to matter but this was this this was the kind of stupidity that made you think like all is returning to normal the 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 the, the uh, I guess the off the books uh, sizing I don't know who you know someone snuck a snuck a a ruler into the clubhouse or they gave something him a covert high five yeah like so was like. you know we're 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 saying that the size of his hands are eight and a quarter inches okay. and you know not since I guess Burrow also has small hands and his are nine inches oh so. I mean, okay. I've, have you ever measured your? I can. I know that mine. My hand is about is somewhere between five and six inches. Well, where where do we measure it from? Is it the is it is it like the bottom or is it like your thumb? I don't even know. The the they what they measure for the combine is uh-huh. uh, tip of the thumb to tip of the pinky extended. However, if oh, wow. if you know, I'm I'm, I'm tiny. I don't know if uh, if this is a Mister Wizard thing, but I'm pretty sure uh-huh. that the base of the palm to the top of the of the middle finger is the same. I think your hand is a, oh, really? is a, is a perfect square for most. Uh, oh, wow. Well, I, this is this is the most I've ever learned on our podcast, like right now. But yeah, I, I didn't. Okay. I mean, that makes sense because you're gripping the football, Dan. I get that. But huh. Okay. I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I've seen, I, I don't watch a lot of Pitt, but I saw Kenny Pickett throw the football. I've seen that. It's it's not, I didn't imagine it. Like, he was he was in the Heisman running, and, you know, we all know what the Heisman, the Heisman is uh, goes to the best player, right? <laughs> not the guy with the best hands. The, uh, all right, at Tom Palesiro has more on the okay. double jointedness here. Mm-hmm. Um, so his thumb naturally points in an odd direction due to the oh. double jointedness. Oh, okay. So he's so, so Kenny is going to do extra exercises to get a more <laughs> accurate measurement at the combine. Is this the first workout routine we've seen that is, involves not since the PBA championship <laughs> have uh, have you had to do hand calisthenics before the big? I, I guess I, I hope they gave up like a super cush ball, like one that we couldn't even get. <laughs> like it, um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I, I guess the thing that makes me, I, I, I never, I didn't read this before. It makes me actually kind of sad about it, is to the point that, like, you know, this was enough of an issue to somebody that they're like, Kenny, you need to do these extra exercises. That way, we can get an accurate measurement. Like, oh my word! Yeah, like, we got a big day. We got a big day today. We're gonna meet Kevin Colbert. We're gonna, uh, you know, we're gonna talk to Mike Tomlin. But before that, let's get some hand uh, calisthenics. Let's in, get all some right? reps in. No, no, no! Don't you dog it! Don't you! Do- I'm watching you squeeze that hand. Let's go. We're getting up at 5 a.m. We're we're gonna put a rubber bands around our fingers. <laughs> and one, and two. 
Uh, yeah, but I think you're right. Kenny's not even going to be available to us at pick 20. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but even if he even if he is, you know, I think that I think that he's proven in games that uh, holding those balls and big moments. He can hold <laughs> those hands can hold big balls. This is true. This is true. This is true. All right, we got it. Let's take a break because we've got uh, we we've mm-hmm. been talking too much, but we've got a lot coming up in the second half, including oh, we, we got some more couch Colberts out there. Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't. We got a lot of miscellaneous, just a lot of, you know, like, who can we root for in the Super Bowl? Are we, oh, are we allowed to root for one team over another? Um, you know, I, I don't know. So much more bad takes. Oh, we got to we got to talk about the GM. We got to talk about the O line coach. Okay, let's uh, let's get to these ads so that we can get back to the hot takes. You know what the music means. It's time for the second half comeback. <laughs> Let's we all right. We were talking about a lot of the crystal ballers and the QB predictors, but that, that that's not the only uh, people making their predictions. We got a lot of these couch Kevin Colberts who you know think they know what's best for the roster. And apparently, you know, a lot of roster moves have to be made. So okay. Let's get to the tweets. <laughs> At Mike Up Sports One. Mike Nicastro, this is a pass-first league like we've never seen. Cornerback is as just a big a need for the Steelers as any position. Resign Witherspoon, throw the bag at J.C. Jackson, mm. uh, who's a uh, he's a Pro Bowler for the Patriots. I okay, I mean, I, I have no idea, so I'm glad you included this other stuff. I mean, it's it's you know, I I do I, well, I I don't know about this Jackson guy and the Steelers. I certainly would like them to re-sign Witherspoon. I think all of this does mean that you know they're going to be active in free agency in a way we've never seen before, which is part of the reason I'm another reason I'm so grateful Colbert, Colbert's going to be there through the draft, so that when you know we do start uh, uh, spending what inheritance we have from Ben, that uh, he's going. To, I mean, not not the way to look that's not exactly what it is but that's kind of the way it feels that they're still an adult at the tiller to be able to do this do you think they everyone is thinking that they're gonna be these big spenders and like you know we can we're gonna get a quarterback we're gonna get the top corner these all you know all pro guys i think i don't you know we we haven't historically been Mm -hmm. the big spender and you know, even with the amount of we've talked about before, we got to mm-hmm. sign Minka. Mm-hmm. There's a DJ contract coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think that they're going to be buying the marquee guys no. at any given position. I, I I'd be surprised by that. But I also, if there was ever a time when that when that might happen, once this is it. Like it, it certainly could. I don't think it's going to. What I would imagine, and just going off of you know betting in the more conservative ways the Steelers kind of have. I don't know if they're getting the marquee guy, but like to go back into Steelers history, you know they're going to sign a bunch of Cedric Wilsons at different positions, like a guy that hey his contract's coming up. Maybe he was good the last couple years. Maybe he had a down year at the end. But it's you sign a bunch of those guys to fix a bunch of holes. I could see that. Okay, how about let's move on to. Uh, inside linebacker, because if there's anyone that a position that I would try to get the best guy out there, it would mm-hmm. be inside linebacker. The the tweet here, this is from at Sam Shazier, Shashir. Okay, Sam F. Shashir, the number one Steelers fan. 
Devondre Campbell oh. would be a good free agent signing. Probably not huge money, but fills a big need. Saints are also going to need to rebuild, so he would trade a late-round pick for Demario Davis mm-hmm. or a third in 2023. You know, it's like all these people that think they can just trade late-round picks. Look, Campbell was a first-team All-Pro <laughs> this year, and Davis was a second-team All-Pro. And I think more importantly, you put these guys age at the end. The Steelers, unless they really, really have to, don't sign guys in their 30s. They try not to sign guys that are too much in their late 20s. They really, really don't like to do that. And that, and, and, and I imagine that will stick uh, uh, even more so. Like I said, I could see them spending on a marquee guy, but I can't see them spending on a marquee guy that's like 32. No, yeah, good point, good point. I mean, look, we signed Trey Turner, but that was... Uh, that was an emergency. Late, that was very yeah. different. It's like, please, anyone, come here. My word. Yeah. Um, so let's go. Well, okay. So those who aren't signing players are cutting players. Okay. Let's let's go to, to our own. This is uh, from our own Michael Beck mm-hmm. uh, at Behind the Steel Curtain here. Mm-hmm. The most cuttable players on the Steelers roster. Schobert, mm. $7.8 million. Banner, $5 million. Mm-hmm. Derek Watt, $2.75 million. Mm-hmm. Peg, $2.6 million, and to it, $9 million. Well, I mean, I, I, the only one that scares me is the last one. I mean, because it's because as soon as you cut to it, you have to go find somebody that's essentially to it. Yeah. it um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, I and I have no idea how dead money works versus non-dead money. But, I mean, it's you could cut each of those guys and, you know, I mean, it's it'd be nice to get Schobert for less money or something of that ilk, but because uh, eventually someone has to play inside linebacker. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, these, this all seems like if there's money to be recouped there, that's where it is. I think that, you know, if you're worried about, you can either worry about the personnel or you can worry about dollars and cents. And, okay. uh, you know, we've, like, in past, we've signed Mark Max Starks to the franchise tag two years in a row mm-hmm. because of the personnel that we had at that time. You know, right. maybe Mike Starks wasn't necessarily uh, a guy who would tag. Top 10 uh, yeah. linemen. Uh, yeah. So I think, again, you know, our roster is going to determine some of this. Like, mm-hmm. everyone says, oh, Zach Banner is an easy cut. Zach Banner is an easy cut. Why is that an easy cut? We're, we have... Dan Moore Jr. on the left. Mm-hmm. We've got Chooks, uh, but he's isn't he's a free he could agent. conceivably leave. Yes, mm-hmm. so that leaves us with Banner, you know, or what? We're we gonna draft another rookie, and we're gonna have a rookie and <laughs> Dan Moore Jr. As, as our tackles. I mean, we we don't know really what Banner can or can't do at this point. Right. I mean, I, well, I think a lot of people are determining what banner can't do it just because they didn't see him out there i mean i i mean it's it's and even once he got better so i think there's concerns about you know i know he's, he's a wonderful guy but maybe he still has some problems with the weight i mean it's it's it is there is a difference between like looking at numbers on a sheet versus like okay what are we going to do with somebody actually going down and maybe banner is a fine way to recoup the recoup the position once if if and when chooks does move on but um but yeah it's uh uh, uh you know a lot of the, that that Five million for a guy that n- couldn't get on the field is is a bit steep. Well, what's what's the price of a free agent going to be though? It's oh, it's going to be staggering. I mean, at that position, absolutely. It, uh, and it's, I'm curious what the market is for Chokes. I mean, what's he going to be able to get on the open market? Like, I mean, we've well, we saw what I mean. We saw we saw well. Filer wasn't necessarily he was was he more of a guard than a tackle? I, I don't. I mean, remember. these guys have have markets, you know, right. for them. Uh, even uh, Alejandro. Or Alejandro Right, um, Val- gosh, I can't even Villanueva. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know there are markets for starting tackles in this league, mm-hmm. and so you know, I even ban- I think if we cut Banner, someone would scoop him right back up. Oh yeah, I mean these guys are always going to have jumps because you always need more of these guys. 
So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, hey, while we're on this Michael Beck uh, run, let's do another one at Michael Beck 56. Is Iowa center Tyler Lindenbaum the perfect prospect for the Steelers? So we're going to draft uh, a rookie center two straight years. Uh, that this might be the rare circumstance where that happens, though. I mean, it's just because the, the hype on this Lindenbaum guy is insane. Uh, Linderbaum, I don't know how you say it, but I mean, it's, you know, I've never heard a center hype this much, and that includes Pouncey. I mean, it, not in my lifetime. I mean, it's, I also tend to think, frankly, he's going to be gone by the time the Steelers pick, too. So yep. I don't think this is yep. going to matter, but, uh, but I could also see like, you know, there, I remember when they drafted Shazier and there was always a feeling of, you know, there was this thing about like they had to say all these wonderful things about Aaron Donald. But then they were like, well, why would they draft him? They have so many guys in the defensive line. Well, if Aaron Donald was there, you should have drafted Aaron Donald. He wasn't. It's not on them. <laughs> but like and I wonder if this Linderbaum is kind of that same sort of thing. And, um is it, you know, is if that guy's around, maybe you do pick him and then you have, you know, another just all world center for the next decade. But um, but yeah, I I also tend to think he's going to be gone by 20. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I that's probably the biggest uh, the biggest point that one can make. Mm-hmm. Now, Kendrick Green, I uh, had, had an interview this week on one of those other uh, pods. I think it was mm-hmm. a Chris Wormley show. Okay. And he said the coaches hinted to him that he won't be switching positions. You I mean, know? sure. I mean, that could be all right, but it's but also, you know, things change real fast on a Thursday night in April. I mean, that's entirely possible. But, uh, but life yeah. does come at you fast, right? Mm-hmm, you gotta, mm-hmm. uh, you gotta. I don't know what. What did he I say? I forget the quote. Yeah. I haven't seen. I, I stopped watching the movie in like the late early nineties. <laughs> like, all right, let's move. What do we? Let's. Oh gosh, do we want to <laughs> even talk about the Tomlin haters? I don't think I even want to. Right. We've. I mean, there's because we have so much time for that. There's so much Tomlin. Hate. You can just copy and paste these into next week. They'll always be Tomlin. Hate. Uh, let's just quick. I'll do quickly just a couple too. I'll just okay. do two here because uh, they, they seem to be. They seem to come up in the in the wake of the Kansas City loss. Let's go mm-hmm. to at Joe Sloboda. Mm-hmm. Joe Sloboda. The Ingram debacle is just the latest in a long line of Tomlin's mishandled players. Mm. He's a difference maker in KC. You're talking about Ingram's a difference maker in KC, but Pittsburgh couldn't get him on the field. The Steelers have been failing in talent evaluation for 10 plus years. Fire Tomlin, save the team. <laughs> you know, all the, like Ingram, uh, you know, they're acting like he's been a pro bowler for Kansas City this well, year. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, he was better than the guys they had. That's why he was out there. Also, he couldn't make the play at the big moment. That's why they're not in the Super Bowl. It, but the other part of it is that, you know, it's, oh, they've been failing in talent evaluation for 10 years. How do you think Ingram ended up in Pittsburgh? <laughs> you, so you think that was a failed evaluation to bring him in? Right. No, that's, not, that's what I'm saying is they, if the talent evaluation failed so bad, how'd they get him in there in the first place? <laughs> Like it's no, no, no. I mean, it's it. I, I imagine that from everything we read and everything we sort of got, they told Ingram, hey, you'll be the rotational piece of this. And he was like, great. And then he got here and he saw Alex Highsmith playing a lot. And he was like, what? Why is this child out there instead of me? I'm King Mel. What is this? And then, you know, and for me, the defining Mel Ingram moment was he was the guy out there for much of the Bengals game when the sack streak snapped. That was him. TJ was gone for that thing. Mel wasn't in there beating these Bengals guys, which is ironic because then many weeks later throughout the season, Mel was also not beating the Bengals <laughs> offensive line. So it was kind of a theme throughout the season. All right. You know, the yeah, the fans want to say that Tomlin has been firing. But look, let's let's go to another alumni mm. who seems to be praising uh, Coach T mm-hmm. at Pittsburgh Sport had the interview with Vance McDonald. Oh, Here's Vance. the quote. Mm-hmm. My Tomlin, my gosh, he's such a fantastic coach. 
In my exit interview, when I knew I was retiring, I asked him how I how he could show up and do it every day and be the same person every day. He told me it was about intentional thought. That mm. He reminded himself that this is who he wanted to be every day. Mm. He wanted to be that battery, to have that drive, to help others be great. I mean, once again, wow. uh, it, it's no one else can motivate these grown men uh, in the NFL, someone like Mike Tomlin. It does, I don't see anyone out there talking about Pete Carroll that way mm. or even Belichick that way. Where, where, where's Brady's? Uh, big quote on Belichick. Well, I mean, it's it's th- th- those are not men of words in New England. If you've ever actually read any of their quotes, but this is a fascinating. I mean, I I'm kind of sitting with this. This is something I hope to return back to after this podcast uh, later on in my life. That idea about reminding yourself of who you want to be every day. I mean, isn't that hey? Isn't isn't that what you just said at the beginning of this podcast about who you are? Remind yourself of who you want to be every day on Twitter. Is this really who you want to be? I mean, I love this. This is I'm going to try and remember. That. Yeah, I need to remind myself, even just in my own life, who do I want to be? Because right. I, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, it's a, yeah, I'm still figuring it out here. I'm in post adult adolescence, I think. But uh, all right, let's uh, let's welcome some fans to the the bandwagon. We've got okay. some. Uh, you know, they, they've been here the whole time, but they're just showing up on my radar. So that's all that counts. Uh, okay, we'll go to at. Real Britt Baker, she's the AEW Women's Champ. Oh, in Cleveland, we wear black and gold. She she came to the ring in in Cleveland with wrapped in a giant terrible towel. Boy, that's how you do a heel move. I mean, that <laughs> is how you generate some heat. That is awesome. I remember being at a WWE or WWF event at the time in 1991 when I was a child, and and Bobby the Brain Heenan and Ted DiBiase getting up and talking about how the North Stars were going to sweep the Penguins. Oh. That was how you got some cheap heat. That was great at the. Uh, Civic Arena. It, uh, that's oh, how you do yeah. it. Congrats to this lady. It, yeah, uh, and and also, you know, a couple uh, a couple months ago, we were talking about who was the biggest fictional Steelers fan. Okay, and I've got one to add to that. Please, it's uh, Alex P. Keaton. Oh, from Family Ties. Okay, this actually, you know, bad from uh, from our own behind the steel curtain kind of turned me onto this. Okay, the, uh, in, in season five, the episode "It's My Party" part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex and the dad are wagering. They're going to the Bengals game because I they, the show took place in Ohio. Oh, okay. Well, I, I never actually watched an episode. I always lied about it. Oh, okay. so they're going to the Bengals game, uh-huh. and of course, Dad is a bad is a big Bengals fan. But okay. since Alex P. Keaton, of course, is the big you know whatever parents say, he's against it. He's the oh. you know he's the Republican. They're the oh, hippies. Oh, okay, yeah. So Dad is the Bengals fan, and Alex P. Keaton is sporting the Steelers hat. Oh, okay, that's cute. I mean, I remember from the start of War of the Worlds when Tom Cruise and a kid are playing catch, and one's in the the Red Sox and the Yankees, and it shows that. I mean, that was different. That was to show he was a terrible father, but they could survive <laughs> aliens together. But yeah, but this, um, but that. Okay, that's interesting. That seems a way to get through one more scene of a writer's room in a sitcom in the eighties. Yes. So welcome. We to got the, all the up to date references on this show. Yeah. That's well, a, welcome to the bandwagon. I'm sure it was a spite. It was. It was a spite rooting. But I'll. Oh you know, yeah. Hey, 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 hey. That's right. They do not ask how. Um. Do we? Uh. Do we want to do a little this week in Steelers history? Sure. Uh, let's just do it. We'll just do. Uh, we'll just do a couple. How about first? We'll go to at PGH Sports Date Fox okay. uh, P- Pittsburgh Sports History. Uh-huh. Thirty years ago this week, Steelers named Dom Capers defensive coordinator. Hey. He, he spent three years uh, with the team and and including the. AFC Championship game in 94. And that they was... still used a lot of that defense, right, for a long, long time, if not some aspects of it still since. What an incredible hire that was. And, you know, he he only spent three years in Pittsburgh, but he's pretty much been in the league this whole time right. still. ever since. Yeah. 
Um, and let's go. Oh, this this is a fun one. Let's uh, let's go to at Steel UK Gordon Deadman okay. on this week in Steelers history, 1945. Uh, Rooney, Art Rooney has to downplay reports that the Cards and Pittsburgh were going to merge mm. to play uh, one team, the Brooklyn Cards, and Pittsburgh Steelers would merge and play their games at Yankee Stadium. In uh, 1945, that would have wow. been that would have been a uh, we we merged with the Eagles for one year in 43, right. yeah, and then uh, we merged with the we merged with another team. I uh, thought it was this Chicago at uh, the Card Pits. I thought that was the whole oh the, the Card Pits. Anyway, the real moral of this story is war is bad. That's what I get out of all these things. <laughs> war all. wouldn't interrupt football now, right? Oh yeah, no, 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 absolutely. We're certainly not merging any teams. The aliens could be attacking the parking lot. We're not merging teams. And um, finally, we, we I guess we have to, I guess this is obligated, obli- obligatory, <laughs> at Pro Sports Best, mm-hmm. Best of Pro Sports, uh, you know, February 1st, 2009. I can't believe it's already been 13 years ago. Wow. Steelers defeated the Cardinals in Super Bowl 43, uh, Centennial Holmes touchdown, and of course, James Harrison's uh, touchdown. I'm watching the James Harrison, because it pops up on on Twitter maybe every week. Yeah. And it's still I think that's got to be the the most unbelievable play. It's got to be up there right next to 1A 1B with the immaculate reception. I, I agree think. with that 100%. I mean, it's I remember watching it as it happened and couldn't believe it cuz I was leaving the bar I was watching cuz I didn't want to be there anymore. I was I drove during the half to go watch it somewhere else and that was I was literally standing in the door as that occurred and I couldn't believe that A it was happening, B that he was going to get the score at uh no, I I agree with that 100%. And I remember, you know, people arguing the next day about his know pushing back against the idea of the greatest game ever which it, 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 that it had maybe the greatest fourth quarter or some of the greatest plays and i was like sure that's fine i don't care I'll, the, the parade <laughs> yeah. is tomorrow you yeah. can argue this part of history forever it, I, I mean i still i watch the the harrison i, I every time i'm like he's not gonna make it <laughs> right oh yeah no steve preston's gonna get him this time yeah. you know Whippeal zone at um mm-hmm. all right let's go to the speed round here let's go to the lightning round let's start with uh at robbie Le- lazier Mm-hmm. If you're a Steelers fan and rooting for the Bengals, you are not a Steelers fan. I've heard this all playoffs. You can't root for the Bengals. Now, I'm I've been rooting for them because they're not only in our division, but I don't know, they didn't do, you know, they didn't stomp on towels this year. They didn't do anything to make them hated. They kind of just whooped us fair and square mm-hmm. and uh you know, I respect what they have for what their team is this year. I, I agree with all of that, but I, there is still no way I would ever root for them. Okay. With my last breath, I spit at thee. Like this is, I, I'm not. No, I, I hope, I hope the Rams win by fifty. It uh, that is, you know. But yeah, I mean, it's they've done an incredible thing, and everything you said was true. They whooped the Steelers fair and square. They're right now. They're a better team. They're on quite a roll. They've got. They've taken a real hard road to get there. But uh, but yeah, I I, but I you hope can't they, root for them though. No, absolutely not. It, okay, uh, maybe to, I'm on the on the wrong side. No, of this. no, no, you're not. It, it, I'm sure I am because I'm driven entirely by spite. <laughs> That's how you know you're on the wrong side of things. But I'm comfortable with that. Well, if you don't want to pick a team to root for, you can always root for the individuals. We've Absolutely. got from the Tribune Review. We've got uh, Chris Harlan at mm-hmm. C Harlan Trib. Uh, congrats to a couple of Whippy all-time greats. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Clareton's Tyler Boyd and Penn Hills 
Aaron Donald. That's amazing. Isn't that great? I mean, like I said, I've obviously written against the Bengals in that game, but congratulations to Tyler Boyd. That's awesome. Like, yeah, I don't want this to turn into uh, Whippyol. What 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 Whippyolian's talking about? Mm-hmm. But because uh, if not, we would be talking about Laurel Highlands okay. and Rodney Harrison. I, um, oh, I didn't know that. It, uh, okay, but I, I know nothing about uh, the high schools at all. I don't even know if I watched the games when I was in high school. Yeah. <laughs> so so I mean, people weren't like. Was anyone on your radar ever at the high? I'm trying to think who would have been was like LeVar Arrington. Uh, he was at DeRival High School. Uh, Mike McMahon allegedly drove my school bus. He was uh, drove my school bus. It was on my school bus because uh, he lived in the plan went over. He was a quarterback for the Lions for a few years and the Eagles. I don't know if he played the Steelers once, but I mean, he did get to the show. Like, what about um, who? who LeVar uh, beat up on my school a few times. They were the yeah. big rivals. I went to North Allegheny. He's from North Hills. Okay. Well, what about um, who was the Ohio State quarterback who what, who became a wideout? Pryor. Pryor. Was he? Uh, he was, was he Clareton too, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah, okay. I think it was Clareton too. At uh... all right, so we got some. There's some Whippy. Oh, absolutely. There's always Whippy people. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to. Let's go to at Mister Jason C Bell, the mm. People's Champ. Mike Munchak likely on his way out in Denver with Steelers having a vacancy coach at O line. Everyone, you know, seems to think that we want Munchak back. Um, Sure, I, mean, I would love him back, but is it is it reality? That seems like it'd be great. I don't know. Can you offer his daughter a job too? Because that seemed to be why he went to Denver. <laughs> why not? We yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> we gave Derek Watt a job. Right, right, right. Exactly. She could move into his house if they caught him. Yeah, absolutely. We need a. Uh, we need two O line coaches, right? We lost. <laughs> we lost uh, Clem and we lost right, Clem uh, and Morgan. Yes, yeah. yes. Bring them both. Bring them both on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if they. I, it's so hard to speculate with coaches. You can't. I mean, if just because they don't bring back Munchak, uh, it doesn't mean that. I mean, it doesn't mean a thing, right? Right. It could just mean that he's a man that's had an unbelievable career, both as a player and coach. And maybe he decided he wants to try something different or just not do this anymore. Yeah. Or yeah, that, you can't mm-hmm. fart a guy for uh, for quitting. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to at Team Juju. This is a sad one. He posted a pic of him uh, packing up his car. It's been real pit. Look like he's it's moving out day. That is a shame. It, uh, hopefully it, uh, they can figure something out. But yeah, but it also he seems as one as much like anybody that folks could absolutely pay a lot of money for. I you know what I look at what would why would he want to come back besides right. the loyalty to the team? He knows the quarterback situation is not set in stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could easily sign with a team with a quarterback. It seems to be the conversation of this, you know, you got to have a, a an all-star quarterback or you can't, you know, advance to the, to the Super Bowl in this uh, in this Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh well sooner or later they're going to have to get the next all-pro quarterback. I mean, that's the one thing that while everyone's like, "Oh, you can't draft a quarterback this year. You can't draft a quarterback in this year." Well, if there's one that you think is going to be great enough in the first round, actually you do. I mean, I remember a whole t- a whole lot it, and this people may forget this. There was an argument back in 2004. You don't draft a quarterback. You get that big offensive lineman that Cowher liked, you build around Maddox and then you get a quarterback later. And when it kept coming back to the argument was um, you know, you don't want to be picking in this spot so while you're here get the quarterback well 20 isn't 11 but 20 isn't 32 yeah so if there is a guy that you think can be an all pro quarterback in there then you do draft him i remember when 
we could have gone with Chad Pennington, mm. and instead we went with Plexico. Mm-hmm. So you know, just because and that was what, what was that was a top ten pick. I can't remember what Plex. It was. was. It was pretty. Cl- if it wasn't, it was close. So it's it is a burden to to mm. have a uh, quarterback with those high picks. So mm-hmm. if you're and if you're Juju, you're not going to know who our quarterback's going to be. You're not. No one's going to know. Right. You're not. Go- you're not going to know till you're not. You're probably not going to know at minicamp. You're yeah. not going to know till you know. It's it's so unless they get the, unless they do somehow get the big guy uh, uh, in the offseason there before the draft. So, so Juju's you know. going to have to make his decision before that, mm-hmm. right? So especially it, since like everything you read in the media is the Chiefs are like, we're not saying we want Juju, but we absolutely want Juju. Whatever the non-tampering thing is, the Chiefs definitely want Juju. Well, and and why would they? Why would he not want to play? Right. You know. Oh, right. Gosh. Exactly. If they'd had. Them, they probably would have won that game. <laughs> All right, let's go to. Mm, let's go to. Oh, let's, let's. Okay, let's talk about this briefly. Let's go to stat, at stats guy Daniel okay. Daniel Valente. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is uh, in response to the Brian Flores lawsuit. Mm-hmm. He says, "Can't help but think of this Steelers touchdown versus the Dolphins in 2019." After seeing that that blind Brian Flores said that he was offered a hundred thousand dollars per loss. Very questionable play call. This is he's talking about. Oh, I know what play he's calling. About. It, I thought of it too. Yeah, where you know it's like twenty six seconds left in the half. I think we're we've got seventy yards of field to go, mm-hmm. and for some reason uh, the he Dolphins... calls the field goal block. If you're playing Madden, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> All the defenders were back. It led it maced a quick little uh, slant to DJ who weaved all the way around into the end zone mm-hmm. and everyone's like why is the Dolphins playing this defense it's such a weird defense to play in this situation I've never heard in social media after that people openly think a team is tanking after a play than I saw after that in that moment because that was I mean not to, you know too much about my own life that was I was actually in acting class at the time and that was the first time I was in acting class in a Monday Night Football game so I'm following the game entirely on Twitter while trying to pay attention to like people scenes and it and, and I've never seen a reaction like that <laughs> In real time, they would be like, "Oh, they're tanking! Oh, they're definitely tanking!" Uh, you know, we we a lot of fans wanted us to Steelers to tank this year to try to get that great draft pick, and this is what this is what you, is actual tanking. Right? It's owners offering coaches money, and now they're saying that now the Brown uh, Hugh Jackson is saying the Browns offered him money to lose some of those games. That, that's that's amazing. But also the punchline to this, the key point to all this thing is, say the Dolphins were tanking, say it was, they were tanking for Tua, who now they're like, hey, you want to get Tua for a draft pick? Do you want to get him for a third rounder, this guy that we ruined the whole season and sent Minka Fitzpatrick out for? Like, yeah, you know. this is yeah. What what happens when you tank is you only tank yourself, right? You only right. You, it never it never works, and right. And this is going to be a big deal. I think. That oh the, yeah, this is going to be a, a, a story that goes on for a while. We'll be mentioning this again, even yeah. with our just very Steelers focused podcast. Um. All right. Last quick thing here. Gosh, mm-hmm. we're, are we running long? Um. The Athletic PGH, the Athletic Pittsburgh Steelers may not hire a GM to replace Kevin Colbert. Omar Khan and Brandon Hunt could split the duties. This is from according to a source. Sure. Now some of you know some of the people, some of these other podcasters out there are talking about just how dysfunctional our front office is right now because we don't have a clear, uh, a clear vision for the future when it comes to the GM. But the way I see it is, you've had Colbert. For so long, you don't want to rock the boat. You don't want someone to whole new uh, strategy and philosophy. You want to keep. Gosh, I'm sorry. Hmm. You want to keep. Uh, want to keep what's working. Keep it in place. Well, so they- I don't see these as being a big. You know, is it Con? Is it Hunt? It's going to be the Colbert 
Tomlin philosophy. Well, I mean, it just seems like the, these, just everything you read, Khan and Hunt are two men with very, very different skill sets. Khan is the numbers money guy, whereas Hunt is the scouting, let's, you know, let's a talent evaluator guy. This is, you know, it's 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 funny to hear you say something like, oh, they're saying the Steelers don't have a clear vision. Well, what these people are complaining about is actually the Steelers do have a clear vision. That's what, it, this is a very clear vision of these are the guys that have been doing the job under Colbert, and now they're going to continue to do those jobs under Colbert, just maybe have a bit more say than they did in the past. I mean, it's just, it, I, I don't, I forget, I think it was Del Lawley that said it, and it's just utterly fascinating because I never put it together before. Tomlin is the Steelers front person who deals with the media during the season. Then as soon as the season ends, then it becomes Colbert. So it's, you know, and they really do see them as like, you know, bicameral to uh, uh, equal people just on opposite sides of this. So, yeah, so I would assume it doesn't mean that, you know, after the season, the future is Hunt and Con are doing press conferences together. Maybe they are. I don't know. But uh, but this makes a lot of sense to me to have them split the duties, which would be basically doing the duties they have with probably some additional responsibilities. Brandon Hunt is down there for the East-West Shrine game. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, he's in the mix as a, he's as the head scout. You know? Certainly. Um, you know, Con has... has interviewed for some of these other GM jobs. Right. Uh, and in fact, what I read, I don't know if it was DK or if it was Wexel saying that, you know, he's interviewing not for the Chicago's GM job, but he's actually in the future, maybe going to be the president right. of the whole franchise. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, they're just establishing these relationships and yeah. it's not a sign of disarray in the front mm-hmm. office. Right. Uh, it's yeah. I think what you said is right. It's the opposite. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's a continuation of, of a clear vision. Yeah. I don't know. I, I hope they, yeah, I hope they do get to split the duties. Mm-hmm. I hope that, you know, it's all, Keep it in the family. Keep it in the family, which isn't a bad thing either. I see some of these people are like, all they do is, all the Steelers do is just hire from within, hire from within. Yeah, think about your company. Would you want someone... To pass you over for a promotion just because they came from, uh, you know, Joey's trash collection instead of Adam's trash collection? It really is one of the big points of office space, right? About how outside people make your company weaker for the most part. Like, uh, yeah, all, 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 all the all the up to date references, family ties, <laughs> office space, wrestling in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, once you guys watch that Bradshaw doc, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk some of these Burt Reynolds movies that he appears in. Um. How about do we even want? To, I don't even. I think I don't want to do the final. Word, I don't want to do the final word either. There is no good. final word. There is no final because now it's the off season and yeah. it never ends until at least April. So you know, just uh, keep listening to all the podcasts on Behind the Steel Curtain. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's new new things every day. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Kyle Kreiss. Mm-hmm. Greg, where are you? I am uh, Twitter and Instagram at Greg Benevent. B is in boy. E N E V is in Victor. E N T. We'll be back next week with uh, just more of this off-season drudge. I feel like I'm walking through a foot of snow uh, every time watching all these off-season But when you're in that foot of snow, think, who do I want to be today? I really like that. I'm going to try to stick to that. I, I am too. All right. Have a great week and just chill. Just chill. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.